When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. FC Day Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the midweek fix from the LFC Day Trippers, sponsored by bookmakers.com. This is Gav and Keith, and we're going to talk about Premier League ambitions. And what we mean by that is we're going to have a look through the whole league, and we're going to predict where we think it will end up, And because we're just about on the halfway point. Check out bookmakers.com, their website, and their YouTube channel in the description. I've just recorded a show for them, which should go out tomorrow. So if you're subscribed with the bell icon on, you will see me. I am a guy called Liam, who's a United fan, and another guy called Jamie, who's a sports fan, preview the FA Cup and talk about our own clubs as well. It was really good, 45 or so minutes. It was really, really good, so go and check that out. Keith, how yeah. are you? People have been asking, asking <clears throat> where's Keith? Where is fucking Keith? And I said, he's on his Christmas holidays. That was just my family. That was me agent. That was right. me representing. Was, was it, was it so I wasn't happy. Missus? Had you gone missing over the Christmas? I, I no, missus no, asking. No. No, I wasn't happy. I'm there all week looking at you and Sean, you lost and smashing great shows out of the park. And I'm like, why yeah. am I not on this anymore? <laughs> Got me agent to hound you. Get yeah. me back on the show, you, will you? <laughs> now, I've enjoyed the shows this week. I've, um, yeah, they've been good. I've just, you know yourself, Christmas is Christmas. And, yeah. and I'm looking to get back in the under myself. Mm. But uh, I really enjoyed the shows you and Sean, you had doing this week. And um, yeah, keep smashing them. Yeah, they were good. They were really good. I mean, and it'll settle down a bit more next week when we get to some sort of normality where we know what day of the week it is for a start because we've been struggling with that, to be honest with you. Like, every day of the week I'm asking, what day is it? What actual fucking day is it? But, um, look, it's one of those. Um, so, while Keith's camera messes up and he pauses himself and I think he's going to end up falling off screen in a second and he will come back in, the idea of this show is we are going to look at from probably from the bottom to the top of the Premier League and then um, we're going to see where we think it will end up. Keith has frozen. Um, his internet is still on its Christmas holidays by the looks of it. So if you're in the chat, you're all very welcome. Make sure you hit the like button. Subscribe if you want to. But most importantly, get involved with the chat tonight. And as I said, um, we're gonna, I have a random question for Keith later on. I haven't told him what it is yet. But it is about domestic stuff again. Um, along the lines of butter and bread. Um, we are going to talk about our charity push. Which should kick off next Monday. And... Um, it's much bigger than I thought it was. I'm going to be honest with you. It is much bigger than I thought it was. Um, so I'm going to drop Keith out there for a minute and I'll just talk to the chat. Um, City have beaten Chelsea 1-0 at Stamford Bridge tonight. Can anybody let me know if Raheem Sterling or um, Pulisic, I think it was, they went off injured. Um, are they serious? Just knocks? What was it? I didn't see any of the game. So let me know what's going on there. Um... Chris wants to know why Keith gets Christmas holidays. Kevin Sullivan and I need new agents or better contracts. Go away with that. He's all over me every day. I'll do this and I'll do that. Um, so he's all mad into it. Um, 
And Red Steve says, this is why um, Plunkett doesn't get, invo- get invited on anymore. Yeah, his internet has absolutely crashed. So, I'll start us off. Um, I have I have asked Keith to pick us a bottom three at the end of the season. Um, the current bottom three, which I'm going to look up now, I know it's Southampton in 20th. I know it's um, Everton, I think, are in, they might be 19th or 18th, um, but I'll find out now for you. Um, but the bottom three, yeah, sorry, Wolves are 19th, Everton 18th, West Ham 17th, Bournemouth 16th, Forest 15th, Leeds 14th, Leicester 13th, and then there's a bit of a gap to Palace. Um, Pulisic is just a knock, Sterling hamstring, says uh, Kevin Sullivan, so one serious, one not so serious maybe. Um so it could be good. Eunice has already picked his bottom tree. He's gone all in. Southampton, Forest, and Bournemouth. I think Southampton go down. I think that's a fairly safe bet. I think they've looked very poor. I don't think they've got any bounce whatsoever off the new manager, um, which the clubs usually do when it kind of gets them going. I think they go down. I'm going to be honest with you. I think they do go down. Um, I think everything go down. I do think everything go down. Um, I just think where they are, the manager they have, the players they have, the options they have financially, I think they're going to struggle in a in a in a bad way. And I think Bournemouth go down. I think Bournemouth, you know, the way they're playing, they kind of got a good run of results, but even with that, they're they're two points off off the the drop zone. I think Forest stay up. I think Forest stay up. I think. If you look at Forest and you look at, um, you know, their home form is quite good. And I was only thinking to myself the other day, their home form might do it for them. If they can get four or five wins, you know, that that put them up near 30 points. And, you know, that'd be quite close. And then they go and win away. And you're kind of going, geez, they're throwing the other, the other way winning as well, which is which is quite good. Um, Laszlo says a point in Nathan Jones at Southampton was suicide. The city ground might help Forest in the last few weeks of the season, says Eunice. Um, and just going back on the Chelsea stuff Pulisic looked like a proper impact on his ankle or the band could be on his knee um, Gav do you think the loss to Bramford has changed the club's thoughts on this transfer window to Jake Semester we get on to Liverpool in a little bit um, but no I don't I don't think it will um, is Keith signing for Benfica I don't know he's gone long enough he might have signed and gone off um, but I'm presuming he sent me a message now to tell me what exactly what's going on. He just said, give me a minute, the internet's gone. Will we guess that, Keith? Um, Chris Golding reckons West Ham are looking well. Roby, look, throw in your bottom trees, what you think What you think it might be. Um, Alejandro thinks Bournemouth versus Forest will be a close fight um, for relegation. Does anybody disagree with everything going down? Now, I know most people in the chat be absolutely delighted at the thoughts of everything going down, but... You know, does anybody um, or anybody think they're ever going to get out of this? Because any Everton fan I speak to the minute is like, no, we're going down. And um, Bejan said he received his hat today. Um, Jesus, that took a long time to get to you, but I know you're miles away. But um, you're very, very welcome. Although I'm not too sure if it drops below 25 degrees where you live. So, um, yeah, um, it could be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how good the hat's gonna be for you, but listen, wear it if you want in that in the heat that you live in, and that's absolutely fine. What can we do? We can't do anything about it. Um, let me see. Let me see. Um, Southampton, Everton, and Wolves says Laszlo. Do you think Wolves will? I think Wolves. Um, and I'm afraid to say the manager's name because I'll, I'll get it wrong. 
But I think they've, since they've come in, they've looked a bit more compact. They got a win away at Everton, which is no big shake, I suppose. They draw a Villa, don't they? Um, they're, they're beaten by United, but I think I think they've enough. I think the sign of Cunha now is, uh, gives them a more of a goal threat as well. I think Wolves might have enough. Um, Southampton, Everton, Bournemouth, says Kevin Sullivan. That's who I have. That's who I have. I see Bournemouth being dragged in. Um, Red Steve once Southampton and Everton twice. I just can't... Um, and Eunice says Everton drew with City. They have enough fight in them. I would have agreed with you, Eunice. But the issue I have here is that when they were beaten by Brighton the other night, they looked so ragged. They looked they looked like a team that just not had given in. But there was an inevitability about what was going to happen to them. Like once that second goal went in, it was just, this is never going to happen for them. Uh, Rory believes that the bottom three needs to sign goals. A good investment there could save their season. Um, I tell you, good goal to Everton. Hassan Hilton says pop, pop and do. The, right. Everton have problems in all angles here. One, their owners. Bill Kenroy's still knocking around the gaff. Right. Mashiri, I've listened to the Blue Room today. He hasn't been at a game for Everton since late 2021. That's an issue. Uzmanov's um, money is no longer going in there. <coughs> so they're struggling massively financially. And the setup, it just seems wrong. The manager isn't good enough. No matter what you say about him, and he gets them in this time, he's not good enough. Right? He wasn't good enough at Derby. He wasn't good enough at Chelsea. He's not good enough for Everton. Simple as that. Right? Their players aren't good enough. The players they've signed aren't good enough. Um, even going back in the summer and under financial kind of restrictions, but they sp- still spend money on Dwight McNeil for some reason. They they spend money on Onana, who's very hit and miss by the looks of it. Um, Mo Pay comes in for eighteen million quid or something. Um, doesn't look like he can hit a barn door, and they just uh, unless something massive happens, and they've been linked with Danny Ings. Unless something ma- massive happens, it's. I just don't know where to get out of it. I think they're conceding goals. I think they're not scoring goals. And, like, you know, without being absolutely blindingly obvious, you're conceding and you're not scoring. You're in trouble. And I just don't know if he can pick them up. Because, for me, his track record Lampard will be, he will turn on... If he turns on the owners, it'll be, will, will it be, well, be suicide? They'll probably sack him. But it might get a bit of leeway with the fans. But... If he turns on the players or the fans, which I think he's done a little bit, he's in serious bother. He's in serious bother. And who comes in? Like, and I've mentioned already on our show on bookmakers.com, we were speaking about everything and we were saying, who comes in? Do the owners, are the owners mad enough to put someone in for six months, give them a load of money, and if they still get relegated, they've just spent a load of money with no forward planning whatsoever? Um, do they give someone a three-year contract and they go down and you're like, he doesn't want to manage in the championship? You know, it's... And then the players are looking going, this fella for six months or this... It's just all over the place. Um, Chris Golding reckons uh, Keith's neighbours have changed the Wi-Fi password. He's rebooting. He's rebooting the internet, but I don't know how long it's taken him. Um, but I'm going to go, and I was going to ask Keith, but he's too late now. Um, I'm going to go Southampton, Everton, Bournemouth. Now, that might change in three months, and one of them might be well out of trouble. But at the moment, for me, that's how it looks. Um, there is a there, there's, it kind of goes right up to Leicester and then there's a gap to Crystal Palace but um, Europe Europe is going to, is, is big and you know the FA Cup's coming up and a lot of players might write off or a lot of teams might write off Europe because of 
you know, or right off the FA Cup because they want to get into Europe and Champions League, and that includes at the moment Chelsea, um, Newcastle, Liverpool, United, Arsenal, Spurs, City. There's loads of them. Hold on, I'm trying to get Keith back here. Guess here we go. Start again, Keith. Start again. Back to the. I'm beginning. not starting again. Give me a bottom three. Oh, what are doing that, are we? Jeez, yeah, I've done it. Much. Right, Southampton, gone. I don't think they have anything about them. Before my internet goes again. Um, the worry I'd have with Southampton, they don't have a they don't have a good manager of pedigree and they don't really have enough about them. So they're in trouble. I think they go down. I think they ever gone. I think they've laden. They've been circling the drain for a few years now. They're on their way out. And the tour team going down. I'm looking at it. Wolves are currently in the bottom three. I fancy them to get out, to be honest. Um, I'm looking West Ham. I think Bournemouth will go down. I think they'll be the tour team. They're the exact three I picked. Southampton, Everton, Bournemouth. That's who I yeah. see going down. And, and for the reasoning that Bournemouth and Southampton, like I said, even though the, the, the managers are in a pedigree, they don't have the quality, and Everton are just absolute disaster. Uh, they're all turning on Frank now, looking for someone else that gets them. Um, yeah. Shoy, muck, get rid of them. I seen a great picture earlier where um, it was just a picture. Remember the dog they paraded around Goodison, <laughs> yeah. and it was just a bubble above his head going on. Not again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I, I just think they're in, in serious bother. I really, they really, really are. It's um, toxic. We said this for years, Gav. It's toxic around Everton. And I remember Villa a few years ago before they got relegated. They kept hanging on and scraping by the skin of their teeth until eventually they were gone. And I see Everton in the same sort of vein as that. You know, they're, they're getting away with it. They're getting away with it. And they're, they're not improving. You talked about it last night, about the players and the signings he'd made. And, and they're getting worse. Do you know what I mean? They're getting worse. So, yeah, we can see them finally going. Thank God they're shit as well this year. Takes a bit of the bleeding heat off us. Yeah. I picked the exact same three. Um, Marine boys says Southampton, Bournemouth and Dirty Leeds to drop in. I think Leeds will have enough. I think, yeah. I think Leeds might be... There's a couple of clubs down there where you go, ah, but there's three worse than us. You know the way? Yeah. It's not like you're brilliant. There's just three worse than us. And, you know, as I said, I've said before earlier on, I was listening to the Blue Room with Dave Downey and that, uh, following the Brighton game. And they were like, we always kind of looked on. We we're at this stage of the year again where we're going, is there three, three that are worse than us? And, and the three lads on the show were like, no, there's not. There's <laughs> not three worse than us. Like So, um, I just think that's the bottom three. But like I said, Keith, we could be sitting here in two months' time and one of those is sitting in 11th. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that, that's how the way the league has got. Don't start. No, you're okay. No, he's gone again. He's gone again. I don't know what he's done to his internet. What has Keith done to his internet? Um, but look, I'll let, I'll, let him, I'll let him go and see and see what happens. And um, we, we'll try to get him back in a couple of minutes. But let's look further up the table. Um couple of teams I think will be clear of danger but not really not really threatening uh, on a on a European level and um, Keith's back are you okay now what's wrong with your internet Keith let's I have don't a know. I don't know what's going on I might not be Mrs. the storm out now wondering why the telly isn't working I wonder why Netflix isn't also. working everything's um, gone so <coughs> Egyptian happening. King reckons FSG have cut him off and um, we're going to no, have to we're going to have FSG good boy yeah uh, you're a good boy off, um, yeah. I reckon I reckon we might have to go around and have a look at your router 
and and check it out. Um, the route is usually solid, but it's flashing all sorts of lights. Like Blade North Two D Two over there, it's just colouring up every couple of minutes. So I don't know what's yeah. going on. Well, look, if you fall out again, we just keep bringing you back. All right. Yeah, that's um, you're it, ruining yeah. the show. But look, there's nothing we can do look, about it. I haven't been home in ages, so you're yeah. just gonna have to take me. Take you're coming me as back, I am, in, you're coming back in installments, are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Look, a couple of teams keep that will be safe, fine, but won't really threaten going towards the you know that kind of eight, ninth to twelve, thirteen positions. Yeah. Who are you bundling in there? You're throwing in Leicester, Palace, I think Palace are like the absolute marker. Um yeah. Brentford. Brentford. Fulham, Brighton, yeah, I mean, currently you've got Fulham in seventh, you've Brighton in eighth, Brentford nine, Chelsea, Chelsea in tenth, tenth. Villa eleventh, and and the likes of Villa, they were in trouble, and it just goes to show, you know, a couple of couple of wins, and you do yeah. jump up that league, you know, so it, it's hard to predict this year because, um, I'd go with yeah, Palace, Villa, Brentford, Brighton, I think will be in that sort of. Nine to twelfth range. Yeah, because it's usually it's usually Fulham even. It? It's yeah. usually fourteenth to twentieth where they're in the horrible spot towards the end of the yeah. season, and then three. So you, you're trying. I'm looking at yeah, Forest, Leicester, Leeds, West Ham. People say West Ham are too good. You know what I mean? But they they look scaldy, and the David David Moyes is finally catching up with him. I think. But um, do you think he last, Keith? Yeah, I think he. I think he has a lot of, uh, I think he has a lot of clout there. Do you know what I mean? They brought him back. I think he does have a lot of pull. I think he will last, but I, I don't know. It, it'd be interesting if Frank gets the bullet from Everton when I'm being the next West Ham boy. Mm. Could they pull the trigger and go for him? And I know that sounds ridiculous, but there's not many managers out there. Do you know what I mean? Like without going for the usual suspects, the old guard, the Sam Allardyces and all that. I know um, Sean Deutsch is, is circling, but you'd fancy him to take the Everton job sooner rather than later. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But there's some bad teams in there this year, and then there's some overachieving teams. Like we said, Brentford. Brentford are a great club, great run. They're the proper money ball and statistics and all. Aren't they like they, they, they do they all were, that sort They were like that, but you know, do you know what impresses me about Brentford? I was only thinking back to it. I think they get beaten. In a playoff final, I think they do. But just before the stadium, yeah, is due to go, and then they come up, or maybe their stadium is done, and, and it, they arrive bang on the money. But what they've done there, going from where they were to where they are now, stadium-wise, and their manager, their team, the the way they invest, they've bought. It looks like they bought a winger slash striker in the last couple of days as well, yeah. and um, you know. They beat Liverpool the other day, and overall they deserve it. Don't get me wrong, they deserve it. Yeah. But just, just a, they, they're not trying to overshoot themselves, but they no. know where they can get comfortable in this league. And I think they're com- comfortable between say ninth and thirteenth, and they'd be absolutely delighted with that. Um, they're in a lovely position because they can do these transfers, and there's no immediate pressure. And it's the same with Brighton. Like we laud Brighton's recruitment strategy. But essentially, they're not risk-free. But you know, the the the, the scrutiny isn't on it. The microscope is not the way it is at Liverpool, or even the likes of Everton. You know, Everton are in a, a, a cycle of signing absolute shy, and then not working out for them. And every sign and then becomes magnified tenfold. Whereas Brentford and Brighton do their business under the radar. And if a player takes a few months to get in, like a Caicedo, 
Caicedo's one of my favourite players in world football. I love him. He went to Brighton, took him a while. He went off to Bershaw in Belgium on loan. No one knew mm. about him. Comes back at the end of last season and he establishes himself. So there's no pressure. McAllister takes a while to settle in there at Brighton. And Brighton... Oh, he's broke his internet he's again. Same car. I think he's broke his internet again. And he was making a great point about... I was going to make a great no, point. No, go on, you're there, you're point. there. I'm back in, am I? Yeah. I'm back in. This but is Brighton, Brentford, the I know. It'd be great audio. Yeah. Um, oh, Brentford, the likes of Ivan Tony, you know, they took a gamble on him, went in, and he's doing the business for them. Um, Embuemo, a, a handful. Wisse, always does well again. So, so I don't know what he's like in every other bleeding match, but whenever they play us I had there, a team where I backed him to score uh, for about four weeks in a row, and he didn't. And then when I stopped backing him, he scored. So I, I stay away from Wisse. Yeah. Yeah, stay away. But they just pull these lads out and take risks. Whereas you spoke about Everton last night, you and Shawnee, and they're signing Neil Mopé. Neil Mopé was the problem at Brighton, that he didn't yeah. have a striker who scored, and then Everton yeah. are bringing him in. Brighton's so, problem so was they play Everton good football, these... but they have Neil Mopé. Yeah. And then Everton went and went, here's 18 million quid for Neil Mopé. Do you know what we need? Neil Mopé. Yeah. And that's what's the difference between the smartly run clubs and the really poorly run clubs. And I think Brentford and Brighton are two examples of that. And... Well, can I ask you something then? <coughs> Fulham are up there, right? Um, yeah. They're on the same amount of points as us. Think we've a game in hand. Um, and but if there was one club that you'd like to see get Europe this season, who would it be? Brighton. Um, but one of these outside rankers, like one of these yeah, yeah, dark horses. Like, and I'm glad you said, oh yeah, because I'm glad you said Brighton yeah. because Brighton are the ones is that the me. next step for Brighton? I think it is. I don't think Brighton can go very far. You know, there's unfortunately with these clubs, unless you're getting the cash influx and even their recruitment being spot on, it's only going to get you so far. And I think what Brighton need to do is they need to get to that sort of European level. And try and establish themselves, whether it's the Conference League, the Europa League, or whatever it is. And that'll keep them, allow them to bring these players through. They're not going to, stranger things have happened, they're not going to break into the Champions League spaces. But that's what they should be aiming for. Towards the new football, or whenever you play the Conference League, Wednesday morning or whatever, we'll find out about that soon enough. Um, Tuesday at about half one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll find that out soon. But but that should be the next step for them because they're a well-run club. They're getting their recruitment right, but their their management recruitment is good as well, you know, and there's a plan and there's a strategy in there. And I just think they're the ones I'd look at out of that group that I think, yeah, they could, they could do a push. Who knows? And is that... Is that and and, and the, like you say, Brighton, so... You know, Liverpool have been linked with uh, Soiseda or Koiseda, whatever way you yeah. want to say it, right? Um, is that is that another reason why you won't you won't see him move in January? Because Brighton are looking going, do you know what? We can make you a for cup spot yeah. here. Now, in saying that, right, they're doing very well. Their squad isn't the biggest. You know, when you look beyond their 11, it's not. It, it wouldn't be stacked, as, as people would say. But, like, when you look at Arsenal, City, Newcastle at the moment, United, Liverpool, right? They're the five they're really shouting for four places probably when all is said and done but 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They could really look and go, you know, we could sneak, we could sneak a sixth, seventh here. And seven probably gets you in the Europa League because usually it ends up with seven, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. With the, yeah, there's loads of blade and jiggery. Well, seventh is usually Conference League now. Fifth and sixth is usually Europa, Europa League. Yeah. yeah, and I suppose, yeah, it depends on other winners of things and all. But yeah, like seventh place, there's no reason why Brighton can't aim for that. They may not get it, who knows? But, you know, we look at Caicedo and you're right. That, that's the reason why I think it's, it makes it harder in January. And it's one thing that Liverpool probably don't do enough is push these deals. We've seen it with Canate. They couldn't get a centre-back they wanted to. It turned out to be Canate. And they settled on Quebec and Davis. And I think it'll be hard. To, and that was because we played. We were due to play Leipzig in the Champions League. And I think that's why it'll be hard to get Caicedo this month out. Unless you throw really silly Mega money at him in, 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 you know, one big installment, one big mm. lump that's too hard. And I don't think Liverpool are going to do that. So, you know, it'll be interesting. But they've they've gone and bought the best young talent in Argentina now. Do you know mm. what I mean? That They've gone out and got this 18-year-old kid called Facundo. You have to read this out because I can never pronounce this right. Facundo, being a not day. And he's quality. And he's going to be the, he's the best young talent, the, a, a midfield, attacking midfielder. And... They've got this kid lined up now. So they're going to sell Coisado at some point. They're probably going to sell Alexis McAllister at some point. And they're just going to bring through another kid you've never heard of. They'll bring through another kid from Paraguay or another kid from somewhere like that. And they're just going to keep doing it because they've got an excellent setup. Now, we know Chelsea have robbed all that, but we'll see how they continue in that vein. But that's why it'll be hard because they're going to be pushing and they're going to see an opportunity to get European football and yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But they're the team I'm looking at outside of all the traditional teams and Newcastle, um, who I think can push it. But you know, Fulham are in seventh, as you said, they're doing excellent. Do you know mm. what I mean? They're doing brilliant. Who's their manager these days? Is it Marco Silva? Yeah. They change all the time. Marco Silva, yeah. Marco Silva's good to a level as well. You know, mm. he's he's a, he's a guy that again got ran out of uh, got ran out of Everything. Everton, but you know better bigger and better than him I've got run out there for less so he's I wouldn't be putting that on his um as a blotch on his, his CV but you know you're looking at it and they're surprising you know Chelsea at 10th we expect them at some point they spent 200 million on defenders this season hmm. 200 million the 10th they're bleeding brutal um you'd expect them to to start ramping up but other than that like Villa under Emery might jump up a few places but you know there there is really an opportunity there for one of the outside teams to get in and, and, and really have a go at it yeah I think I think like if you if you look at is Arsenal City United Newcastle Liverpool right that's yeah. five and then you're probably looking at two more spots on top of that and yeah. one of them will end up in your way for one of them end up in, in Conference League right someone air chat believe um, someone um, might have been Chris said um, Chris Golding said um, we have seven written all over us right so let's go up the top end right yeah and I'm going to ask you straight here who wins the title yeah who wins the title oh now oh Man City right I think Arsenal until Arsenal have mathematically 
won that title. And I've nothing against Arsenal as a club. I like Arsenal. But I don't trust them to be able to go on. And they've only lost one game and drawn two, you know what I mean? I just don't trust them to do the 90 points until they do the 90 points. And I think City will do that. Do you know what I mean? So mm. until Arsenal mathematically have it, I won't have them down as winning the league. So I'll go with City to win it. I was going to go with Liverpool. I really think Liverpool, if they get their act together, but we're starting to play Lewis players now and that's killing me. Mm. Um, I thought we could have really pushed on. You know, have and you, won the so, you, so you you would have City winning it with Arsenal second? City winning it. At the moment, yeah. I would have had Liverpool second. If you'd have asked me last week, I would have had Liverpool second. Four wins on the bounce and... You know, looking like we're not performing well, but a gak about to come into that. But now a defeat can kill you. But you know, people are talking about sports being too strong. They were shy last week. I don't trust them either. But um, I just think losing Van Dyke, lose a couple of others, which we inevitably will, and that'll be us done and dusted. So I'm a bit scared. Now I'm saying that I'm gonna put us down for fourth. I think even with the the scut that we're in. I think we're going to get fourth. I think United will get third. I think United are on a great run of form. Yeah, they're a good um, team and they're a good manager. And I was only talking about this today with a United fan. I don't think he's, he's you know, the second coming to Jesus as some United fans seem to think about Ten Hag. But what he is, is he's, he's a good manager that's not afraid to make a few big decisions, tough decisions. I think he's making them difficult to beat. Yeah. And that, you like, know, you bring for all in, the like, talk For all the talk of, like, Rashford, right? Right, Rashford has one more goal I think than Darwin Nunes this season, and Rashford's being, you know, being literally hailed as the second coming of Jesus, right? Um, on Sky Sports and stuff like that. But the big thing for me with United is like I'm not seeing teams getting bag loads of chances against them. Like they get absolutely hockey against City, right? But yeah. other than that, there's not teams getting bag loads of chances. They're not giving away a hell of a lot of goals, and they're not robbing games. But you know, Wolves away one nil. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go here one nil. 2-1. So they're keeping it really tight. Casemiro's being massive. Kevin Ball says he's made it. And he's right. He's made, um, you know, Cas- Casemiro's made a massive difference. Plus Rash- Rashford has been great. Don't get yeah. me wrong. He's a completely different player than what he was last season. But I think what's happening is, is that, and it's a bit like Liverpool at the moment. Like, I think Darwin Nunes and, and others are suffering up the top end of Liverpool's pitch where if we don't score this, we might concede. Whereas a couple of years ago, we didn't score. It didn't matter. We'll fucking we'll, we'll go and score some yeah. other time. We won't concede. Whereas you know they're getting a bit of that where they're, conf- they're confident in what they're doing because they're harder to be. They're, they're much more yeah. solid. Than, well, and if you look they're not at outstanding that, by any means. No, they, I, think they're, I don't think they're great to watch at all. But if you look at them, right, Harry Maguire, I think if I rocked up at Carrington, I'd get a game ahead of Harry Maguire at this stage. Luke Shaw and all's getting runs in centre-half. And the problem was, because they paid £80 million for him, <coughs> he had to play. Now, that's it's an obvious decision. But, and when Ten Hag Force came in, he's saying, oh, no, he stays as captain. And a few training sessions soon enough, he's like, get that piece of fucking shit out of this team. He is disgusting, d- disgraceful. But they've the main thing for me that they've done is they've replaced a pivot in their midfield of McTominay and Fred mm. with Casemiro and Christian Eriksen. Mm. And that's going from a ladder to a bleeding Lamborghini. Do you know mm. what I mean? Now, we know Casemiro, and they're not the most mobile. They're wily. They're intelligent. They've got bags of experience. They're footballers. They're footballers. And it allows the likes of Rashford to play. It allows the likes of Bruno Fernandes to play, who I think is usually overrated, I must say, Bruno Fernandes. Um, uh, he's, I'm not a fan of his. 
But because of that, and they've got Rashford for it, and it's allowed to me how Anthony sneaks under the radar. How Darwin Nunes is getting a dog's life and Anthony sneaking under the radar for 100 million with the mm. shit that he's putting in. But they're, they've got the goodwill at the moment and they've, they're on the good vibes. It's all rosy and that's being allowed to happen. But they, they, the shoring up of that mid that midfield and then their defence. Lissandro Martinez, look, I love Argentinians. Everyone knows that. He's been a great signing for them. Um, alongside Varane. The, the, the centre of the midfield, you know, tidied up. Made all the difference. And we're seeing at Liverpool, if you're getting over run, you're getting over walk the midfield. Yeah, fucked. And they sorted that midfield out. So that's why they're looking good. But let's see how it goes. You know what I mean? I think this is one of them down seasons for Liverpool, certainly, and a down season for City. And everyone else is now getting in and, and having their pound of flesh. You know what I mean? Like the crows picking over the carcass or the vultures yeah, picking over because, the carcass. Because, like, I think City are five behind Arsenal, right? Yeah. But they're only, they're only four ahead of United. Yeah. You know, and. I think it's so hard to call at the minute. Like I understand Liverpool, f- Liverpool fans saying, "Oh, you know what? We miss out on this," and and we absolutely could. I think it's going to be a struggle for top four, and I don't mean that in a way that I don't believe Liverpool can do it. But when you look at Newcastle are going really well, yeah. the funny th- right, the only thing I will they're say the is, ones I'm looking at dropping out. Well, the only thing I'm, the only thing I will say is people are big enough Newcastle here and big enough United, right? Yeah, and. I think if Liverpool win that game, they go within two points in Newcastle, right? So there's, there's five points between Newcastle, United, United and Liverpool, which is nothing really when you think about it. United have to play Arsenal and City coming up. Arsenal have to play City and United. So it's all, you know, the, the, those three are kind of having a little um, merry-go-round with each other yeah. in, in the next couple well, of weeks, the, right? But what I'm saying is that... There's going to be... Yeah, and, and but the thing is, you, Liverpool won four in a row and then, and then lost to Brentford. Right, yeah. United have won four or five in a row. Newcastle um, didn't beat Leeds at home. You know, there's, there's there's a lot of inconsistency going on to the point where Liverpool are sitting on um, a certain amount of points, and United are sitting on a certain amount. Of, and Newcastle, and the outlook on all of them is is completely different. You know, yeah. and the reason people are saying Newcastle is doing really well is because they are, but at the same time they're saying it because they think well they're doing really well, but uh, will they keep it up? You know, the sort of way. And a bit like that with United, whereas Liverpool is probably the easy, the low-hanging fruit where you can just go bang, you know, um, Liverpool are playing shy. But yeah. what I would say is that there's a long way to go on it. Right, there's 20-odd games to go, right? Um, in and around that for most teams. twenty Between 20 and 19 games, I think, to go. There's loads of football to be played. Liverpool need to sort their way for you know, oh, they really tremendous. need to sort their way for them. They have to do something in midfield in January. I think... it. it it, it could make or break what will happen to Liverpool this 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 um this season. Can Liverpool afford to be out of the Champions League? Probably yes for one season, but with with recruitment and stuff like that, um, it's it's a bit mad. Um, Chris Brax is seven points between Liverpool and Newcastle, so we can make the gap four points, I presume. Uh, Liverpool play majority of the teams we are chasing at home. Currently, form is six wins in nine. Um. Liverpool bringing Nerf going to a gunfight now says Egyptian King. Egyptian King seems very, very down about teams yeah, at the moment. Yeah. But like, honestly, you beat Wolves and if you go away and win at Brighton, everyone's going, oh, what grand, Brentwood was a bit of an outlier. And the same at United, if United lose, they're going, oh, well, they won five, but now look who they got beaten to. It's it's all going to be very reactionary week on week. But yeah. it's the time. Do you see, do you see, see, you, know? you see, see in Arsenal clear? 
I see uh, yeah, I see City going clear. Arsenal have not proved to me that they're not going to win it this season. They've been excellent, you know what I mean? Every test yeah. that they get, and they're overcoming them. But I just don't trust them, and, and I think City have not been great. But I just think, you know, they get a scuttery 1-0 tonight. And just to be clear, I wouldn't watch Man City if they were playing in the sitting room here. Yeah. Beside me. Yeah. I think they're bleeding awful. Um, but they'd have to be in the sitting room because it was on the telly your internet would be gone. Yeah, that's it. If I was watching on any sort of internet required stuff, I would yeah. be fucked. But, but no, I think they're awful. I think they're dreadful. But they're a machine and I hate these machine type teams. And um, I just think they're going to get that shit together. I think they've got goals in them when that big fucking Egypt Haaland is getting chances around the place. And I just see them coming through. I think when, when the pressure comes on, Arsenal, I think, will start sweating and will start dropping points. And when you get to that, I think you spoke about it last night or the night before, draws in this league might as well be defeats when you're, when you're in a title charge and you're going at that 90-point target. Draws can be killers, you know, and, and that's where I think Arsenal will start slipping up if they get one or two draws and the, the heat comes on them. Again, one defeats a killer. Liverpool lose to Brentford and the the whole thing changes. If yeah, well, the whole narrative game, does if, change. If, if, if Liverpool win that game, it's like five wins on the bounce. Cody Gakbo was coming into the team. If you can get a midfielder, it's all up and rosy. Instead, Pep Linders is getting the blame of leading everything. Do you know what I mean? He's getting the rap for of anything that's going. That pro football is getting yeah. the blame for. Kev, Kev Balls is Arsenal being written off very easily with people playing much better than City. Yeah, yeah, Kev. I, listen, are. Arsenal yeah, are. Saying that, yeah. But when you, but the thing is, they're playing way better than City, and they sit five points ahead of them, yeah. right? And I don't think City have really torn up this season. Will they torn up? They mightn't. And Arsenal could be sitting ten points clear when we're sitting here in four or five weeks. But City have. You know, course and distance. They know that they know what they're doing, and they can literally just go and win 10, 11 in a row without yeah. breaking sweat. We know this. And once what you see what happens with teams will still see Arsenal as a chance to go and play against them. Whereas what happens is if City have won at Chelsea tonight, if City were to go and beat Arsenal and United, right, they'd be at least at most two points behind Arsenal. But what happens is the rest of the league look and go, ah. City are back and they just go out and they lie down and they get their bellies tickled yeah. for the rest of the season and that's nothing against Arsenal it's what happens when it's Manchester City because let's be honest about it bar 19-20 right any time we've went up against City we seem to be playing and teams are throwing everything they fucking can yeah, on us yeah, yeah, yeah. and they follow me they go and they get beaten 5-0 by City and they be yeah. two goals down in eight minutes and they be there <laughs> going just stop the fucking you know someone throwing the yeah. towel and Somehow Raheem Sterling is back playing for you, City, getting two back post happenings. Yeah, but the thing is, like me and Shani were talking about it last night, and I was saying we we're talking about transfers and stuff like that, and I was saying outside of Arsenal, it's probably 12, 13, 14 players. They look a bit stretched, and that was me thinking that. I've heard a couple of Arsenal commentators saying Arteta looks reluctant to use players beyond this 13 and 14, yeah. and he might have to at some stage. But if Arsenal bring in two players, in, in January, you go, they have an extra attacking option and an, especially an extra midfield option because I think if they lose party, they're in trouble, right? Yeah. Um, then you might turn around and go, well, do you know what? They're 15, 16 now and all you need is a bit of luck. And I said it last week, I think it's Arsenal's title to lose. It is because they're five points clear. You know what I mean? It's still theirs to lose. I don't think City have been good, but City, you know what they can do. But then again, City have this way about them every so often where they just lose their way and they give you a chance and if you take it, they lose interest. And Yeah. 
especially around the Champions League stuff. I think that's exactly. Um, and as you said, it's not that we don't think Arsenal are playing better. They are. We can see that. But until they prove that they can get clear to City and not feel that pressure, I'd fancy City to overtake them personally. Um, we're not going to stay all night here tonight because. No. Um, we've been very, very busy. Another show tomorrow, another show Saturday, another show Sunday. I won't be here on Sunday, by the way, so I'll make sure I'll sort the lads out and then we'll be back into it again next week. But um, <clears throat> before we go in and pick our top four and maybe our fifth, sixth and seventh because of that, a couple of things, right? Our charity push for breast cancer research starts hopefully next Monday. Now, I did report this to you last week and I said that a girl up the road from, from me, she is going to run the marathon for breast cancer uh, research, right? And I think I said maybe three, four of them. Turns out there's 11 of them. Fair play. Don't know where they fucking found them from. But it's basically the local GAA club here. Um, these girls all play GAA. Now they're all, you know, they're not 19, 20. They're all around my age. You know, they're, they're mature, more mature Still women. Um, play your age. Yeah, yeah, yes. They are. They're, um, so what they do is they play this, um, they call it Gaz for Maz, it's, it's it's GAA for Mothers and Others is basically what it's called. But 11 of them have got together and they're all going to run the marathon. 11 of them running 26.2 miles or whatever it is, right? They're going to do it for breast cancer uh, research. And what we're going to do is we're going to hope to launch it next week alongside the 11 girls doing it. Um, they're going to absolutely go out and do everything they can to raise as much money as they can. So are we. And... Come June, we're going to hopefully have our golf day, which all the money from that will go to. We're going to have a benefit night that night as well to um, hopefully off the back of the golf day where loads of people turn up. We'll have prizes, entertainment, raffles, all that sort of thing. So we're starting on Monday. We're hoping that it will just be a simple GoFundMe link. So there won't be any revenue or PayPals or anything like that. Basically, when Monday comes, we'll throw all the details. We make no apologies for it. It's going to be on Every show, every tweets, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever we can put it, we're going to put it, okay? We're going to raise as much as we possibly can. We've 11 people, which is incredible. that The, the 11 of them are going to train together, by the way. They're going to train for a marathon together. So it's hard enough pushing yourself to do something like this. But to do it as a team and keep pushing each other, I just think is off the wall, Matt, right? You're not but, one of the 11. Oh, go on. <coughs> no, I'm 12th man, Keith. I'm four sub, and if any of them <laughs> fall out, I'm second sub. Um, get back in. Yeah, 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 get back in there. I'm not doing that. But listen, overall, it's incredible, really, Keith, because yeah. breast cancer affects. I know anyone I speak to said, Oh, yeah, me, me, me wife, me cousin, me auntie. You know, and this goes from any age, really. You know, any age as a woman, you can get it. The idea is to catch Crazy. it early. Research helps to catch it early, it also helps if they don't catch it as early. To women can a live because it kills women, um, or have a standard of life, or don't have to have too many intrusive operations. All research is massive, and I think cancer is just a bastard. Oh, like, it's a buzzkill, you know, isn't it's, it? You know, it's hits fucking, everyone, fucking um, everyone. And do you know what? We've picked it. Um, Chris Golden says I need to shave. Chris Golden's an awful farm as well. Jesus, yeah, you're all a bad farm. Right, what's, what's going really? on? What's Good going man. on? I haven't had time to fucking shave, Chris. I'm mad busy. <laughs> Double busy, as um, what's your man's name? Mickey Flanagan would say. Um, yeah. But look, on a serious note, we're delighted to, to um, support this breast cancer research. We are, I'm blown away that it was four, but it just when they told me today it was 11. 
I've Bollocks. told them that we're going to help them and they are over the moon and it's going to push them. They want, they have so many ideas of how they want to raise money. And what we're going to do is we're going to do it all together. We're all going to, we're all going to have this hopefully one GoFundMe link. And basically, wherever you go, you give this GoFundMe. And this GoFundMe is for 11 people that are going to run 26 miles in October in Dublin. Probably in the Pistons of Rain because it's Dublin. And it's going to be for breast cancer research. So when it comes to Monday, we're going to say the same thing. If you can donate, please do. If you can, um, if you can share, please do. Bring it into work. Bring it everywhere. It's going to be one link that you can just give to people and you can help them and we can raise as much money as we can. And they asked me, like, I was telling them about what our listeners have helped do in the past. And they were just blown. They were like, what? You know what I mean? Like, um, Sienna, 120 grand helped to do that. 150 grand for for um, uh, Bobby. $100,000 for Keen. 10000 for for Falicon. And yeah. they were just absolutely um, blown away. So um, I salute these uh, 11 women that are going to do this. And I think they all deserve their support to, because if they see that money rising, it pushes yeah. them on to get it done. 100%. And it makes yeah. them feel good about themselves that they're, they're really, really helping. So I'm really happy and proud that we're going to support these women to do this. And then them in turn are going to do that marathon. And then at the end of it, between us all, we're, able, we're going to be able to say to, um, to breast cancer research, there you go, there's money. That's the best we can have. We've done our absolute best from January through to whenever we decide to finish it. And there's our, um, our input from it. So, look, just support us as much as we can. We're not sorry that it's going to be all over no. your timelines. And um, They know the score. But yeah, you know, and if you can help, real. help. And if, listen, it's not for us. Like, if you're going to donate, just donate because 11 women are going to run the Dublin Marathon as a team and train yeah. for it as a team. All right? For a cause that has hit, there's hit nobody everyone. that avoids it. There's nobody no. that avoids no. this in some way, shape, or form. No. So you know the cause is excellent, um, as all the causes that we sort of look at in this, you know, you always are. But this is something that you know. Well, we may have done things in the past that you look at and you think you'd have a sympathetic ear to some of the stories. This is something that hits everyone, mm. and you know, let's yeah. push it. We won't apologize. We'll be driving at home as we always do. So you know. Yeah. And at some stage, it. at some stage, I might um, try and interview a couple of the, the women that are doing it, and just to get an update on their training. Um, some of them might have had friends or family or relations, wherever it might be, they are affected by this. And if they want to talk about it, they can. But listen, it's 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 a colossal undertaking that they're taking. Um, it's for a great cause, and we're delighted to help with it and, and promote it and do our golf day. Our golf day is going to be all about it. So all the proceeds for that are going to come as well so we will be looking for donations you know what we should do? whether that be money should, prizes whatever we what should have we a charity shootout with the GAA Maz and see the trippers against the, the oh. Gamas and see who can hop more points over a bar in the GAA and film it oh shouldn't we do I, I, I reckon we battered them there yeah. I have point and talk hey, yeah, yeah, I'm, confident, I'm confident so we have a sponsored point off against them is that what you're telling yeah. me? Yeah. Okay. All right, we Is can make that one. Football, football. Football, yeah, that's all right. Okay. Pick a few, 11 miles, a load of trippers. Yeah. Over that bar. All you were thinking about was points, aren't you? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we get it sorted. Um, I'm sure we can get enough trippers together and if some people from the chat if they want to come along and try kick points over the over the yeah. bar for charity. Preferably ones with GIA experience. Yeah, probably yeah, ones that, you know, can kick a football. But um, look, that's that's that. I wanted to get that out of the way. Um, I do take an awful lot of your time up when I start talking about that because it's something we're just massively passionate about. And it's it just blows my mind like one person on the mountain blows my mind like yeah. you know um but um 11 of them is just to they're all relying on each other that's what i love about it and yeah. they'll do it i know they'll do it because i know a few of them and they're so fucking stubborn and they will do it and they're so grateful for us to come on board and help them and we're so great we're so happy to help them so that'll come next week anyway um roy keith Numbers one to seven in the league. Talk to me. Yeah. City. Um, City, Arsenal, United, Liverpool. Because I'm not putting us outside that top four. Right. Spores, Newcastle, Brighton, okay. Chelsea, eight. Okay. Same as <coughs> City. Although I love Arsenal to win it. City. I'm sorry, before I go on, people going, oh, when we were up against City, Arsenal fans were saying they're saving football and all. That's just jealousy, right? Yeah. If you go down to more principles of the game, I want Arsenal to win the league, right? Yeah. Um, but City, just. Arsenal. Liverpool. Bigger balls than I have, Gav. Bigger yeah. balls than me. Liverpool, United. But I think that top four will be quite comfortable. Um... Newcastle. Hard to be. I'd need a bastards. Spores. Oh. Now you going for the romantic one here. Chelsea. No. No. I'm going I'm going one way and then I'm going the other way. Um as compared to you. So that would be my thing. But look, we are gonna do we always do shows like this, don't we? Every so often where we try to predict yeah. and we and we look at it and we just how we throw it in there for a for a Thursday night. Um I have a question for you that I want to throw up now in a minute and we'll spend five minutes on it. I did say I want to be out here at 10 to 11, but I need to ask you this question. Um, tomorrow, um, the Premier League forecast is on, but obviously it's Cup weekend, so the lads will be on tomorrow night with that. 10 p.m. on Saturday night will be your um, full-time Reds after Liverpool against Wolves. And Sunday at 10 o'clock will be the fat-back four, but it will be... I think he, Johnny, Emma, and we'll add one more person in um, because I won't be here. I'm away. I'm taking a week off. It's horrendous, isn't it? Um, well for you. I know, as well for me. Um, but before we go, Keith, I asked yeah. you a couple of weeks ago about the problem with butter and bread, right? How's that coming along? Not great. Not great. I'm just, I have the jitters every time I do it. But do you know what I was doing yesterday? I was peeling potatoes yesterday. Now, what do you do when, you know when you peel potatoes? Peel yeah. them on the counter. Yeah. Right. Do you peel them straight onto the counter and then try pick them up and bring them to the bin and inevitably oh, one falls? My missus does that. Drives me fucking mad. <laughs> I peel them, right? Either I'll get a bit of kitchen roll and I, or the bag of the potatoes. Potatoes. People say, but what's a potato? And <laughs> potato. it's either or else the pull out bin under the sink. And I do, I do when I sheet blade and peel straight onto the counter. Yeah, I do as well. Drives me fucking mad. Yeah. Drives me mad. Picks them up and lays about 12 skins there lying around. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Pick them up, will you? It drives me mad. No way. 
into a bit of paper or something. So you pick it all up in one go, boom, drop them in. Oh, so you're preparing the counter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I peel any veg and I'm sort of... Oh, no. I'd be, I like, I, like, I go in there now and I'll peel carrots and parsnips and potatoes and I'll peel them all at the one time onto the counter. Right? And then... Now, sometimes, you know the way... To, sometimes you get the carrots in, the, like, the tray. I'll use that yeah. tray as yeah. my little bin. But... I always end up with, say, the carrots and the parsnips peelings in their own little tray that I've taken them out of. But obviously, I'm not if I'm not using all the potatoes out of the bag, yeah. I can't you peel into the potato bag. So I'm peeling onto the counter. But my big thing is is that people say like, "Oh, pull the bin over to you," because my bin isn't under the counter; just my bin stands out, right? Yeah, no, so mine's fixed under the sink. So, so I, I'm like, if I pull this all the way over here, then it's fucking. It is a laziness that I don't pull the bin over because it's probably yeah. be about 11, 12 feet to pull it over. But but then again, just picking them up. What annoys me about it is no matter how well you think you've got this little pile of, you know, potato peels into it, into a nice little pile and you pick them up really well. Yeah. No matter what way you feel and you're secure, as soon as you get, I would say, 40% towards the bin, one falls and you hear it. They're not quiet. But they appear to be here to There's a little, little, little slap. Not a splash. There's a yeah, little, little slap. Yeah, a little slap. Yeah. And you're like, you're bad. But that's why straight onto a bit of kitchen roll. Now, you know what I mean? I'm heading for the divorce courts because my missus is buying endless supplies of kitchen rolls and doesn't know where it's going. Yeah. But it's going on the, the veg peelings. But when oh, you peel them, right? peel them straight into a small food waste bin. Too many bins. Ah, Kevin Sullivan says into the sink. Now, that's bleeding that's tenement. That's a scumbag. That's, that's a scumbag. tenement, isn't it? You that's don't peel bidets into a sink. No. Do you ever no. get? Do you ever? Do you ever, do you ever notice if you do peel bidets into a sink, right? That when you go to take them out, you can feel all the grit and all in the sink, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah, having that. Yeah, no. Just scoop it off the edge of the counter. How is this an issue? No, you can't scoop. No, I'm talking like this isn't like dinner for one. Yeah, this peel, is a big like, pile of fucking potatoes. Yeah, this is a whopper. Yeah, thing, yeah, my wife and kids love potatoes. Like, yeah, give me what loads. Irish, you know I mean? yeah. this isn't like one one potato. Chris wanna... peels them into a bag, then put each peel potato into an empty pan, never straight on the counter. Well, that's me next one. Watch your game after you peel them. Are you just peeling them and putting them straight into the counter? Mine yeah. have to go into a pot of water. No, I peel. Away. I peel me potatoes, yeah. and I put them on the counter. Yeah, the peel potatoes. So and the peels over here, right? And yeah. then I go to the bin. I get upset yeah. over that, right? And um, I get upset over one or two falls. So I pick them up, put them in. And then I come back and I uh, cut my potatoes up because you never should have them too big going into the pot. No, into no. a pot, into a pot, fill it with water, empty it into the sink. Just the water now. Hold the potatoes in the pot. Do that two or three times to make sure they're cleaned off. And then we don't do that to clean them off. But, so we're nearly similar. But, but the thing is, right? When I get them onto the onto the hob, I immediately have to turn around and get the counter cleaned because when the potatoes peels dry, oh, they go white on the counter. That, yeah, and my missus comes in and goes, "Oh, what are you doing to the counter?" And I'm like, literally eleven seconds ago, I stopped peeling them potatoes. Why are you saying this yeah. thing? So um, yeah, yeah, it's no, a bit mad, isn't it? Peel them onto a bit. Of Sony says he puts down it. He puts a sheet of newspaper down. There oh, you go. Same principle. That's even better. Chris says, lads, potato skins in the in a, in the kiln. Takes a while, but you get a bottle of gold blind juice within six months. Oh, he's making some sort, ah, he's of, making some sort of vodka or something. Is he looking um, like that? So I'm going to read a few. Onto a sheet of newspaper, wrap it up, wrap up into the red uh, fire. Sort it, keeps the fire going. Like, 
Oh Jesus, he's fucking throwing him in the fire and everything. Yeah. Fry the spud skins in a hot oil are lovely. No. Peel them into the sink, water running, then scoop the skins up. How long are you leaving the water oh, running for? Your hands will be Jesus freezing. Yeah, that that's see that I'm not into that because yeah, they're not going into the sink. Olivia says, Gav, you are a caveman. <laughs> no, I don't think it's caveman thing where you just it's just it's more strategy, isn't it? Well, I think in the last couple of weeks we've discovered that you're a scumbag when it comes to peeling potatoes and you can't put that bread anymore. So <laughs> I'm not I don't know what the I don't know what the, the, the parameters man. are for a caveman, but <coughs> yeah, I think um, they're hard done by here. Um, teach the dog to eat them as a treat, says Chris. Fucking hell, I have to get a dog now. Um, yeah. I don't because I don't have a dog. Can't deal with unwashed potatoes. Too much work. You have to wash, put them in the pot, water, hold. You don't even have to chop them at this stage. Put them in there, get rid of your skins, all that. Then take them out onto a chopping board, cut them into the size you want, back into your water. Am I gone? No. No, you're still here. No, he is gone. He is gone. Anyway, he'll come back and tell you that in a minute. Um, Rory says he gets slaughtered from his missus too uh, for his love of kitchen roll. I need a good thick water-absorbing, heavy-duty, no-messing kitchen kitchen roll um jesus like uh, kitchen roll's expensive salted water in the pasta's beijan no i don't i go for keith you, keith's there he's coming in and out are you there keith you come back now um no in our house it's potatoes done mashed and then a tiny drop of milk and um a tiny drop of milk and some butter in there uh, Tom Bollins says, fuck, we'll just go out for dinner. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Martin says that people wonder why there's war in the world. Um, listen, it's... I just thought I'd ask the question. I didn't think it was going to... I didn't think it was going to get um, this sort of reaction, to be honest with you. Like, it was only a straightforward question. Like, you know what I mean? No. Um, no, no. It's all sorts of cardiology, you know what I mean? I got so worked up and the internet broke on me again. Like, it's... Uh, Carl says you should really charge for this content. Um, no, we don't charge for content, nah. Carl. We don't want to pay. Yeah, like, who's going to pay the illusion that we turned around tomorrow and said, listen, by the way, we're doing 50 shows a month now and it's going to cost you three quid. Nobody will pay for yeah. it. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. don't worry yeah, about your, it. Your loyal we fan base get, would we soon walk away. can't get people away. to hit a like button. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's... There'd be 400, 500 people watching the show and like 70 of them hit like. So we can't yeah. even get people to hit a like button. Never mind fucking. We uh, always say these shows are just like lads talking down the pub. So if we start charging you for it, you might as well just go to the pub. Yeah, I know. And it costs you a fortune down there, the price of a point. Yeah. Um, that's true, yeah. Uh, Martin says you guys definitely need help. Well, yeah, that's a very fair point. Yeah, potato and sweet potato yeah. mashed together is the best, says Owen. Oh, I hate never sweet tried potato. It. I love oh, sweet potato. No, I'm not into it. I love sweet potato with like. Um, you know, like a garlic or a spicy sauce. I, lo- I love that. And somebody was telling me the other day about some kind of spicy mayo that they get in Super Value, but I, I, I looked in Dunst, but I haven't seen it, obviously, because Super Value sell it. Yeah, Super Value's uh, own brand stuff. Yeah, I had just, a look at Dunst, didn't have it, in gave Dunst. up on I'm it. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in Dunst going, why don't yeah. they have this here? <laughs> yeah. Like, Super Value have it, like, you know, but that's just me, you know. Like, going in with, like, so much belief that super Duns will have this thing when it's clearly just sold in super value. Yeah. Um, newest caper lads, kitchen roll not good enough for a big family. Never realized how personal potato peeling preferences could be. Says, actually, there you go, peel potato yeah. skins and sink, rinse potatoes, put in pan with water and gas stove, add salt as bonkers. I don't what have do you salt. peel them with. Oh, um, a, a peeler, 
a proper a big one or a little speed one? What's a speed one now? The smaller ones that you just fly through them. Cut the my fingers one, off. My one is like a black handle and then it kind of goes up like that and across yeah. and the blades on it. Now, I don't like them ones. You know, like they're all like they're only about that size and they're you kind of do them sideways on it. Yeah. Do you know what I, I say? And this is an age thing. Like, if you ever see a mar or something and they're peeling it with a knife, the fuck out of hell. That's too much like hard work. You know, in the yeah. olden days, they used to yeah. peel them with knives and all that. Yeah. Did you say you don't put salt in your potatoes? No, I don't put salt in my potatoes. You don't season? Oh, no way. No, I put um, a drop of milk and some butter. No, before you cook them. In the water, you put no. salt in the water. No, 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 oh. no. no. doing it wrong. Yeah, you, no. you can't put that. You can't boil spuds. You are having a mare. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a mare. You can't even yeah. get on bleeding the internet. And and I'm having a better time than you. And that tells you all you need to know. <laughs> Lads, pub chatter off. License price is great. Laughs is Archie doing. Um, listen. I'm sure next week, I'm, and this is just me being in the house and kind of going, I wonder what the lads think of that because I do ask them all random. Like, yeah, we are we ask each other mad questions all the time, but I just thought I'd ask him. Look at that, look at that, Kev O'Sullivan, Kev O'Sullivan, Laying Cork's fine, he's a scumbag, he's, right? he's at this, he's at the same. So, Kev O'Sullivan's now peeling with, a, peeling his potatoes with a knife into a sink. Yeah, it's um, oh, Madge oh. Apple says, All these jumbo kitchen, all those cheapest chips, no one has newspaper anymore. Very, very good point. point. Yeah, Madge Apple, is this is this Aldi in the UK or Ireland? For the same prices, wouldn't they be? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I actually, I'm, I'm, I'm due a trip to Aldi in little just to have a wander around. I love having a wander around just them shops. The, the oil is showy. Not down the middle. middle. No, no, not even no. for the middle. Oil, just to wander around and go. Oh yeah, and then I walk out and then look. I'm back to the shop where I shop. But it's nice to walk down every so often. You don't buy a chainsaw or anything. Yeah, there. no, I, I do come back with some stuff. Yeah, I do come back with some stuff. And my wife just looks and goes, "You have the receipt, don't you?" And I go, "Yeah." Um, Thomas called me a pagan. For not putting salt in the water for when I'm boiling the spuds. Using a knife as an arch, says Archie doing. Yeah, in battle, but not with fucking yeah. peeling potatoes. Like, just catch yourself. Gav can't put that red with a knife, so he certainly <laughs> isn't peeling potatoes. Yeah, really. fuck that. Do you know what I mean? But no, it's a potato peeler. It's kind of a long handle on it. Not one Yeah, of so that's ones. not a speed then. The speed ones is the same principle on the top, but they're shorter, so you just fly through them. Ah, um, yeah, the little, the little, sil- they're all silver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, the they're the speed ones, ones yeah. Um, Chris Collins says, Gabby, you're definitely a middle oil st- stalker. No, I just like a wander. Oh, do you know what I love? I love um, little, you know, in the bakery. Bit of little yeah. smelling little does be lovely. Um, yeah. It's uh, and Rory Fitzgerald can't says, Can't be a good bakery. Well, he's Rory Fitzgerald says, um, That's the kitchen all we get in reply to Madge Apple. It's not kitchen all, it's titanium. What oh. Um, Olivier says, when Gav has you over at the house, he's serving you bland potatoes on the door to count up. My dinners are amazing. Yeah. You know, I'll fucking, you better take that back. Uh, Madge Apple <laughs> says, Ireland, around the Euro. I'm going into Aldi to have a look. And I'll just there say Madge know. Apple sent me. Yeah, um, Madge sent me. I'm just Where in super value. I'll be in super value going, where's this bleed <laughs> yeah. kitchen roll? Do you have her in Aldi? I'm looking um, for the Aldi kitchen roll. Can you point me in the right direction? Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, that was a random question. We're going past 11 o'clock. We're way over. What we You've done, done your best. You've I did my best. best. I did do my best, Keith. That has been the midweek fix for this week. Don't forget that tomorrow the lads will preview the FA Cup. So make sure you go and check them out. Um, like and subscribe to us. Make sure you check out bookmakers.com. Their website is in the description. It's full. It is gambling stuff. Don't get me wrong. And if you don't like it, that's fine. If you do... Do it responsibly, but there's loads of stuff in there on stats and comparisons as well. So you can have a little look in there if you like without getting into gambling and stuff like that. But it's really good. 
subscribe to the YouTube channel, please, because I should be on that tomorrow. And let me know how I got on, and you can give us some feedback on that. Um, shows coming over the weekend, all next week. Keith should be back. We'll try fix his internet. Shawnee oh, will be back. Chris, thing, yeah. Kev, whoever, all the lads. Emma, everyone should be back next week. Um, this was meant to be about the Premier League and where we see it going at the halfway point, but it turns out we ended up being just talking about bidets. That's life, Keith. What better way? That's life. Yeah. That's where all what the better way to say. spend the tours day. That's what the people want. Give them That's what they it. want. Give them what they want. Yeah. Salt and potatoes. Right. Whatever <laughs> here. Touching a bit. Over and out. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.